Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Hey, good morning, Briston. Man, so the one of the wildest things, not the wildest, but an interesting thing happened yesterday on my run. So I was running yesterday evening, and I was running this trail where there's a lot of foot traffic. You know, it's Farm Road. A lot of people in this town run and walk at Farm Road. And I was running, and then as I'm running, I'm listening to a podcast, and then all of a sudden I hear a bunch of birds, like hundreds to the thousands of birds I hear chirping. I don't think I've heard this many birds chirp, like in a while at least. And I look up, and there's like hundreds of birds flying into this tree right that sits right over the trail. And then as I see this, I look down at the ground and there's hundreds of droplets of bird poop under the tree that I have to run under to get to the other side. So I run up to the tree, stop my watch. And real quick, before I keep going, this is why it's important to pay attention, like to pay attention to those things. Like we were at a gas station and Like a while back, a couple days ago, actually, we were at a gas station and we pulled in. It was kind of a sketchy gas station. And there's a guy walking around who looks sketchy. Like he, he looks like a sketchy guy. They get out of the car who we're with. They get out of the car, leave the keys in the, in the car running unlocked with me in the passenger seat. And then we got two people in the back seat. And I'm like, dude, people need situational awareness. Is that the word situational? I don't know, but they yeah. need awareness of what's going on around him. So I was like, okay, I'm going to lock the doors. So I reached over, locked his door, locked my door. told people in the back, lock your door. And it's just things like that. Do you like, you need to pay attention to your surroundings as best as you can. I know it doesn't come naturally, but I don't know. That's just a side rant. But anyways, so I'm looking at this bird poop and I'm like, okay, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here because there's only, I mean, I could turn around, but I don't have to go all the way back around where I came. And so, um, as I ran up to the tree, all the birds suddenly flew out of the tree, flew away from me. Cause I guess I scared them. And then as they did that, I just hear a bunch of droplets of bird poop hitting the ground. <laughs> so I sit there for a few seconds and then eventually I'm okay. And then I'm like, okay, like we're good now. And then I cross through. And luckily, no bird poop on me. So that's my bird poop story of yesterday. You made it, you made it through unscathed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it reminds me, when I was a kid, actually, um, which I want to ask you this after, but I, I've been pooped on by a bird one time. And when, it was when I was a, like a kid. Like, I was probably like eight years old. And I was climbing up my friend's treehouse ladder and then luckily i had a hat on 
but I hear this, feel this droplet on my head, and I'll, I take my hat off and look, and it's bird poop. <laughs> and I, I remember it pretty well, but that's the only time I've gotten pooped on by a bird. What about you, Asher? Yeah, I've definitely been pooped on by a bird. I couldn't recall the specific story, but I think that's like with everything, man. Like, I think everyone's been pooped on by a bird, probably stepped in dog poop. Well, dog like, poop, duh. I mean, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all those, like, we've all had encounters, and uh, as unfortunate as it is, it, it happens, you know? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That was the first time I've seen that many birds and that much bird poop in one location like that. So, anyways. Yeah, man. Yeah, speaking of situational awareness, um, that's just a, that's just one thing that every, I mean, not even, not, not even just runners, but everybody's got to watch out for, um, or just be aware of is what's going on around them. Cause you know, that one story about, um, that run I did last year, it was doing a long run. Oh yeah. Some guy, uh, I don't know who it was to this day and if, you know, what ended up happening to him, but I was doing a long run at like 6am and this was last winter break. Um, when I was still in college and, uh, I was just running down the, the, uh, like the main trail here in my town, um, near little rock. And, some guy ended up following me for the majority of my run. <laughs> and I, I've never shared this on the podcast, so I'll just, I'll just share it. But he, uh, so the first time he stopped me, he offered me water. And I could tell, I could tell something was up. I knew he was either high or drunk or something. And I, you know, that, that had my, my uh sensors going off i was like beep boop beep boop something's wrong and uh so i I obliged and i was like all right i'll take some water from you i'll I'll humor you for this uh for this moment and so um you know took the water from him i was like all right i'll see you later i don't need anything else so i just kept running and this whole time i uh just because i like was feeling more and more sketched out. I kept running faster and faster and faster. Cause I, I think I started at like six forty a mile and then I was getting down to like six twenties after I saw this guy. Um, and then the second time I saw him, um, it was like, I turned around and I saw his truck go by. I was like, bro, this guy, like no way this guy isn't following me. And I could tell like, he was like looking my way. And, um, I don't know. Person, you think I'm a pretty big dude? I mean, relatively. Yeah, I mean, guys, listen. Asher has giant calf muscles. The dude's shredded. He has some pecs. He has like an eight-pack going on. I'm not even exaggerating. He he has some muscle on him. Like, Asher's a a, a decent-sized dude with some muscle on him. So, Like, that's what I'm saying. I I think I I could defend myself, but you would think that that would also ward off uh, potential, I don't know, intruders on me, you know, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, anyways, so I turn around and I, I still am aware of him. And I actually, when I turned around, I saw, and bro, this is just one of those moments. I saw some police officers and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go tell him because I, I was pretty sure that even regardless of this guy following me, he was like drunk and driving around. So I told the police officers, I was like, Hey, y'all have a drunk driver out on the boulevard. Um, 
y'all should probably do something about it. And because they were, <laughs> it was so, it was so random. They were actually arresting some other guy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to interrupt their arrest and like tell them about something else that's going on. So I did. And, um, uh, so I turned around and I'm running back. And the third time I saw him, he actually pulled his truck up on to the path, to the running path where it like intersects with the road. And he like right in the middle of the path and he stopped. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what does this guy want? So he gets out and he's like, hey man. And, you know, just sort of incoherent. And, um, uh, He's like, hey, man, uh, you need a ride home? Like, do you live close to here? And oh, immediately, man. you know, like, red alarm going off. I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm I'm a runner. Like, I'm going, I'm running somewhere. But at that moment, I was like, the only way to ward this guy off is going to be through, like, just confrontation of the, of, like, the situation. So I didn't, I didn't confront him, like, physically or anything like that or verbally. But I, I was like. You know, you just got to be very forward with people sometimes. You're like, no, I don't need anything. And he was like, oh, what's your name? I was like, I don't really even need to tell you my name. But I told him my name. I shook his hand. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm on my way. Uh, and I think I think whenever you just sort of build that presence with somebody, it, it kind of lets them know that, all right, maybe, maybe I'm not making the best move here. So anyways, um, yeah, I kept running. After that encounter, bro, I was running like six flat, five fifty, five forties all the way back home, man. It just, you know, you had to, you had to vent through your running, <laughs> dude. But that, that's such a weird um, position for anybody to be put in because it's like you don't want to. I don't know. You just don't want to be uncomfortable. And so, honestly, dude, I was thinking about as a guy. Generally, we are, you know, able to defend ourselves a little better but man if a woman were put in that situation that would be just so uncomfortable and unfortunate so or a teen like a like a teenager like early teenager yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah be, that's pretty wild situ- yeah be situationally aware guys um and if you have to run really fast away from people use your speed and your strength and get out of there <laughs> yeah and your endurance and your endurance that's right yeah i i don't know what causes us to think that way because to me and you it just comes naturally um like to my wife carly the stuff like that does not come naturally and it doesn't help because she's a woman uh but like to me like that stuff is just like common sense but also might have to do because my dad he is he he's he was a police police officer. Now he's like a lieutenant over investigation, things like that. And so growing up, he was kind of that way. He was always kind of, you know, looking around and pointing stuff out to me and my little brother about, hey, you see what's going on over over there? You know, he was kind of showing us kind of to look around growing up. Um, and that was more of a safety part on his part of the family. He wanted to protect the family. And so he'd be always looking around at things like that to make sure that he wasn't caught off guard or anything. Right. So when I enter a room, I'm always looking around and I'm, I'm just checking, you know? So, so anyways, yeah. And whenever I'm running down a road also, 
if I see like a weird car or anything sitting there, like I will purposefully like go on the other side of the road and run around that car or run around that person that I don't want to run around. Yep. If I feel like that they could be a potential threat, I'm, I'm going to run, run away from them uh, and not run just along the side of the path of them, especially like a running vehicle that just stopped ahead or something. Or if there's someone outside of a vehicle standing there and nobody else around, like I'm going to run on the other side of the road, you know, like I'm going to cross the road. Yeah. Like, I mean, J- I guess jaywalking doesn't apply to the South because I feel like we always jaywalk. <laughs> yeah. Especially as runners. I don't know if that applies to runners either. So anyways, yeah. so that's our, I guess that's our tips or my tips for running and looking around your surroundings, checking out these crazy people, making sure they're not going to do nothing to you. Well, I think one thing that running does, um, it just exposes you to what's going on because it's such a, it's not a private sport at all. You know, we don't, I mean, besides the track, we don't have like us, like a place, like the track of the treadmill. We don't have a place that it's like, this is designated for running. You're always, you know, using, you're sharing a trail of bikes. You're uh, sharing roads with cars and buses and trucks, whatever. So it's, it's not a private sport. Um, and so I think it, I mean, everybody's got their stories, man. Like everybody you talk to, everybody's got some story about just an encounter or a conflict that happened on a run. So yeah, yeah be, be aware, be able to, you know, understand, have an exit plan. I think, I think that's really important. So. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's fun, funny. There's just always something going on when you're running people yelling in their yards or, <laughs> whatever it may be so yeah definitely isn't isn't uh private at all but yeah it looks unique and i feel like this is a way we could help new runners and we're going to talk about this just for a few minutes before we hop off but i see a lot of new runners whenever they start running they go hit a treadmill or a track and they think those are the only two places they can run or a trail like a, a running or walking trail but I think it's important for us experienced runners to let those new runners know, hey, you could also run on the roads. <laughs> yep. Because I just feel like, uh, well, when I first came into running, I was, you know, 14, 15. I didn't, run, my parents didn't want me running around town. So I would just run around our neighborhood. But um, there's just so much more exploration you can do if you get bored running the same stuff. And I feel like a lot of new runners will get burnt out because they're training on a track or they're running around a block or whatever it is. And there's this whole other world of running, which it takes some courage to finally learn how to run with cars and with traffic. That's a whole nother story, you know, having to figure out how to um, just interact with those things. We had this guy on our cross country team, you know, him, Asher. I'm not going to say his name, but um, he grew up in the country and he has never ran out in neighborhoods or cities. And so when we would go out as a group and we'd run into town, he would always kind of be like scared to cross the road or he'd be really looking around at cars. He wouldn't know how to judge a car while running because he lived in the country his whole life. 
and he hasn't ever ran out in the country or on any public road really for that instance but so yeah figured that'd be a good tidbit in there but especially with new year's around the corner so or well new year's just happened so everybody's taking up the new sport yeah um it's just figuring out the rules of the road i mean i think the two big things are run against traffic you know they're gonna they're gonna see more if you're running against or yeah against the traffic versus if you're running with traffic and then never assume a person sees you i found that out i mean not the hard way by getting hit but you know some near misses so yeah never easy anytime i run upon a car that stopped at a stop sign i always wave my hand at them to make sure they can see me like i wave it in front of their car and as i'm running past them i have my hand out in front of their car because i don't want them to go and not see me so right. you know especially when you're running like right when the sun's setting turn your freaking phone flashlight on you look like a dark blob running out there and old people can't see you including me yeah. so Very anyways true. though so that's the end of the episode, y'all. The We have these Shooting the Bull episodes every Monday. We appreciate y'all for listening. Give us a rating. And by the way, our Texas Outlaw Running store, it's texasoutlawrunning.com slash shop. Everything's like 50% off. Almost everything. Some things are 25% off. And we're doing a closeout sale. So we're trying to just get rid of all of our leftover inventory of the year. And so if you guys want to take advantage of the sale, it's going on still right now, even while you're listening. And so go take advantage of that. But that's enough of that. Asher. Happy trails, y'all. Happy trails and happy uh <laughs> what? And happy new year. Oh yeah, happy new year. And we'll see y'all next Monday. <laughs>